It's 930 in 716. And you thought the NY27 drama would disappear after the election? So we have to go and through and make sure that everything was done the right way. I mean, literally, one typo could mean the difference between a, a loss and a victory. The bottom line is we've won the race, and uh, I'll continue to represent New York 27. I don't think uh, the, the result is going to be changed, but it is a bit premature to, you know, to say these are the final results because yes. they're not the final results. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. So as I sat in WBEN Election Central last night and navigated through the NY27 vote, it slowly became clear it was going to be a tight race, perhaps a long night. We were getting some pivotal data from polling places across the expanse of NY27 district. David Bellavia working those numbers with some analytical experts we had in studio. And about when we were considering calling that race, Nate McMurray surprisingly went to the podium and said, We're going to come up a little short. I don't want you to be disappointed in that. Love you, Nate. (laughs) I love you guys, too. And we all looked at one another, thinking that seems early for that speech. But it triggered Chris Collins' next move, which was to emerge from a relatively secret gathering he was attending downtown to declare victory. I am reelected. That's all that matters. Then, well, after the race was declared, the headquarters were torn down and most media coverage had ended, McMurray put out a statement. He wanted a recount. And that, in the middle of the night, triggered some humorous and terse comebacks from the Collins camp, characterizing McMurray as, well, a sore loser. No concession call was made. Well, we said we were going to fall a little short. And uh, as the numbers continued to come in, we felt we had a duty to do the right thing and make sure they were accurately counted. And Nate McMurray called in first thing to Susan and Brian on WBEN. I mean, we've had hundreds of thousands of votes cast, and we're, we're separated by just a few thousand votes. And there was reports of irregularities. And there was reports of uh, we have over 12,000 absentee ballots that are still out there. So we have a duty to do this the right way. How long are you expecting to wait until you are satisfied with the picture? Well, I think, I mean, last night was an unofficial accounting. And when it was that narrow, in most states, when you have a... Uh, or in many places, when you have a, a, a final result that's that close, you have an automatic recount. So we have to go in through and make sure that everything was done the right way. I mean, literally, one typo could mean the difference between a, a loss and a victory. And plus, we need to make sure all those absentee ballots are counted for, because that could be the difference between a, a loss and a victory. So we have to do the right thing. I think in, in America, every vote counts, and we need to make sure that's the case today and throughout the rest of this week and beyond. Nate, Kevin Hardwick here. Hey, uh, is this a case of, for you, deja vu all over again? You know, three years ago on election night for your first run for Grand Island Supervisor, you were down by the by the machine count. But uh, when it, when all was said and done, when the absentees came in, you won by what, like 13 or 14 votes? I mean, do you feel that, that same way again? Have you been down this road before? It, it is. And you're, Kevin, you're right. And uh, in that process, we went through and painstakingly looked at every single vote. And that was a race um, for a much, uh, you know, a, to represent a, a much smaller group of people. This is, a, this is a race to represent a region as big as Delaware and Rhode Island. And, uh, you know, I believe you, you, 
you win with dignity, dignity and you lose with grace, but we have to make sure this is done the right way, and I have a duty. To, to the people who supported me and the people of this region to make sure every vote is counted. In the end, in the end, Nate, if these totals do hold up, do you intend to call Chris Collins and congratulate him? Well, here's the thing, Kevin. I don't have his number. The man has been running from me for a year. He, you know, yeah, he, he's run, he's run from their studio. He's run from the media. But, 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 Nate, the campaign is over. I'm sure someone can get you that number. I mean, the the, the thing to do is, I mean, for 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 healing in the district and for your political future. I mean, you really do have to call and and say congratulations. I've been down that road before. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, but but you have to do it, don't you? Kevin, you're not you're not listening to me. I'd be honored to do it once the final results are in. We struggled to reach him last night. If you have his number, I'd be happy to take it from you. And when the final results are in, we will call him and we'll say that. I'm someone who is more than, uh, more than willing to, to acknowledge my defeat. Um, I would have been more, um, I would be more willing if we would have had a normal campaign where he didn't hide from me. Nate, I'm wondering where your frustration level is this morning with the Democrats on a national level. With this race so close do you feel that maybe a few extra dollars coming in over the course of the last uh, month or so could have changed the way this ended up? Absolutely. I think that there's a great frustration on my part. I, I said to you guys all along that I'm, I'm someone who's a, a pragmatist, who uh, tries to be solution-oriented, and we ran this campaign the right way with, with support from people here. Now, we had a very limited amount of support that came from outside the district, but we did not have the millions of dollars that came into other districts and other races where you saw losses much greater than ours. For example, uh, I could go across the, across the board. There's many races where you saw millions and millions of dollars go into it. And I think that's because I said publicly I don't support Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I, I said I will fight for things that maybe that were not part of the national agenda for the Democratic Party. Um, but it is frustrating because at the same time, my opponent labeled me as some type of, of uh, party hack. Uh, so there is a great deal of frustration on my part because even, even a few more dollars extra to reach some of those voters and to help teach them or help show them that I'm not who Mr. Collins says I am would have helped a great deal. Well, we've won the race. It's a 3,000-vote lead. Of course, a different tune, very different tune from Congressman Chris Collins, who also put a call into Susan and Brian on WBEN. Um, you know, he's clearly a sore loser. He did concede that he said, well, you know, maybe I'll wait until they certify the results and you know the bottom line is we've won the race and uh i'll continue to represent new york 27 stand with the president um for good government continue superior you know constituent service focused on the elderly the veterans and disabled and uh, continue to do my job chris what do you think of split government now in washington does this mean the democrats will be setting the agenda instead of the president Oh, no, what it means is a lot of the forward progress that we wanted to continue will now turn into gridlock. But by maintaining the Senate and President Trump still there, uh, Nancy Pelosi, I believe she will be Speaker, but whomever uh, they choose, will we'll really not be able to move any legislation because it's got to go through the Senate, got to get signed into law. Um, divided government just means gridlock, and a lot of the positive progress we made will simply stall. But it won't mean that Nancy Pelosi or whomever can reverse the, the progress we've made. It just means, unfortunately, we won't continue 
to add to it our, our uh, tax reform 2.0, making the individual tax cuts permanent, would probably not go through. Uh, when it comes time for a budget, uh, chances are on appropriation bills will probably be living in a in a area of continuing resolutions, continuing the government as it is without new appropriation bills. It's it's going to be gridlocked. Chris, Kevin Hardwick here. Hey, uh, on that point of gridlock come January 1st, it's not January 1st yet. The president had alluded uh, uh, to a uh, to a middle-class tax cut. Is there still time to do something like that? You, you, you still have a couple months uh, before you lose the House? Well, no, Kevin. That was always going to be part of our, our tax reform 2.0 next Congress, not, not the lame duck. So, no, there's uh, you know, nothing we could get through the Senate with uh, Senator Schumer as it is, uh, with the 60 votes. So, no, that that was uh, going to be part of our agenda in the next Congress, uh, had we kept a majority in the House. Now, Chris, uh, how do you expect to serve uh, your term over the next two years with uh, this lingering court case uh, hanging over your head? Is that going to play a big factor into what you do in Washington? No, it's going to play no factor, Brian. That was part of the false narrative put forward by uh, Nate uh, McMurray in the Buffalo News. Um, you know, as I've already shown, you know, it's that's something the the attorneys work on. My constituent service will remain the same. Voting and sponsoring and co-sponsoring legislation will remain the same. Meeting with constituents will remain the same, and. Um, my service related to New York 27 won't change at all. How is that not going to play a factor? Are you certain that this is either going to be cleared up uh, before 2020? I I mean, will there be times between then and now where you're going to have to appear in court, work with your lawyers on this case? No, that's not going to happen until 2020. So again, um, you know, this was a false narrative put forth by Nate McMurray and, and then uh, continued through the Buffalo News, and uh, there's no truth to it whatsoever. And, you know, actions speak louder than words. People will see that. Elusive is one way to describe how your campaign has been the last two months. But now that it's over, are you going to carry on the same way? Again, part, again, of the false narrative. Um, I set a campaign strategy. Uh, we executed it perfectly. We won the election. My campaign strategy did not include the media. So uh, I've always been very accessible, as you know, Susan, that uh, anytime you want me on BEN, I'll be there. And Except we did ask you yesterday to come on and didn't hear anything back. Um, well, I wasn't even aware of that, to be honest with you. I was busy out uh, in the field. But uh, you, you want me on any day, every day. Just let me know. Nate McMurray called for a for a recount, and I thought that that was a bit premature, just like his concession speech was a little bit premature. So, Dr. Kevin Hardwick, WBEN go-to political contributor and host of Hardline, also surprised by it all and thinks nothing significant 
is going to change. You know, really, you haven't actually had the official count take place. That's going to happen over the next week or two. Uh, you still have absentee ballots to come in. And and the results that we saw last night were only the results that were, you got to realize, they were taken from the machine. They were called downtown to someone at the, uh, at, well, at the county office building in Erie County. And I'm sure the other seven counties had similar procedures. And then someone took them down with a pencil and someone handed them to someone in a computer and, and they typed them in. In the process, there are always errors. You know, a 43 becomes a 34. Uh, and and they're, normally the errors are random. But sometimes they, they're big errors and, and, you know, you get the official count and it's way different. Plus you have the absentees and everything. I don't think uh, the, the result is going to be changed, but it is a bit premature to, you know, to say these are the final results because yeah. they're not the final results. On that, uh, we usually kind of go by the rule, right, that the absentee uh, vote mimics what we see uh, typically at the polls but in, in this case it's you know, so that's, close that's that's the rule of thumb but but uh, well Nate McMurray won his first election uh, at on election night he was down to Mary Cook on Grand Island uh, the absentees came in and they broke in his favor and he won that election could that happen again I don't think it'll happen again but you know anything can happen and again there are those random errors on election night uh, that if they all broke his way uh, you know, it, it, it could change the picture. In a close race like this, is there a recount automatically or not? Not necessarily. Um, I think that, uh, y- you know, again, I think it's premature to talk about a recount because the official canvas is is about as thorough as you're going to get. Uh, you're not going to get a get a change with a recount because they're going to go out. Election officials in all eight counties are going to go out. They're going to look at eight every machine, and they're going to add the numbers, and they're going to painstakingly look at the absentee ballots. I mean, my advice, and I'm 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 sure I don't need to give this advice to both sides, is uh, in any close election, you get yourself a good election lawyer or team of election lawyers, and you hand the keys to the campaign over to them. It, does it seem like uh, Nate McMurray might need that? Um maybe even uh, going back as far as a couple days ago or a week ago because it was kind of a, a strange day for him. You had the uh, uh, the court filing earlier in the mm-hmm. day where he was uh, hoping everything is locked down. Then you had, uh, you mentioned, a little premature with the speech, maybe a little premature with the call for a recount. Does he just need yeah, to step yeah, back? Well, 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 I think the I, I I think the appeal to the court to lock the you know lock the ballots down. I, I I thought that was a bit unnecessary. I don't uh, disagree with the judge for for denying that. You know, we one thing we do do well in New York State as opposed to other states is elections. You see these problems with uh, with voter suppression and whatnot in, in in so many other states and and partisan uh, election officials. You know, as opposed to our bipartisan job here, we do. You know, when I went to the polling place in the city of Tonawanda yesterday. There were two Democrats and two Republicans sitting at the table, one hand watching the other. It works. We do good. We do elections really well here. Uh, Michael Caputo was telling us this reminds him of Hochul Collins back when they ran against each other mm-hmm. for Congress. Yes. It was that close of a margin. It, it, it was close. It was close. Yes. And uh, Michael said, uh, you know, Michael said that she didn't call for a recount. And again, I think the reason you don't call for a recount is the recount isn't going to change it. Uh, other states are different. Other states have different procedures. We we get the count right. And again, last night's count 
was unofficial, and uh, and 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 they'll do a job over the the course of the next week or two and uh, count those votes again. And again, there will be differences because there always are random errors on election night. Uh, but they'll get the number right and they'll count the absentees and then we'll know what it is. And if it's still, you know, if it's still 100 votes, then is when you, you know, when you say, I want to recount. All we can say is stay tuned. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.